everyone. Welcome to the First Issue Club podcast, a weekly podcast where we discuss first issue comic books, among other things, mostly comic books. Uh, nothing about submarines crashing, ever. I am Greg, and with me this week is my dear friend Andy Vargas. Andy, hello. Hi, everyone. How are we doing this week? We're doing weird because it's you and I <laughs> recording remotely. This is the first time we've done this. Uh, Mike D had some job stuff come up, so we had to pivot. And here we are recording remotely. Yeah, I had job stuff come up and I was like, well, looks like I quit this job then. Yeah, you've quit you 15 know? jobs since you started this show. The dedication you dedicated. had to this, it's, it's alarming. It's <laughs> We've been meaning to talk to you about that. <laughs> um, but we are still committed to bringing you the comic book uh, goodness of the week. So Andy and I quickly learned uh, the ins and outs of Riverside and we are uh, hopefully... <laughs> smashing together an episode for you guys um we are going to cover no news this week because there really isn't too much going on um we do have a special surprise at the end of our first issue recommendations i sat down with kenny and travis of omnibus to talk about their app um it is a if you haven't heard about it i'm surprised if you haven't heard about it, it is a new digital playground for your digital comic books it is uh it is David versus the Goliath, and these guys are super smart, super fun. They are comic book first kind of guys. They really want to make sure that we, the reader, have a premiere experience on their app. And I can tell you from using it myself, it is a hell of a lot of fun. And the things that they mention that they have planned for the future only makes me more excited to, to uh, stay on and support these guys. That's so dope. Um I, I'm glad that in the wake of comicsology falling mm -hmm. down, that digital comics uh, have a place that they will continue on and succeed because it seems like a no-brainer. Um, mm -hmm. I'm glad these dudes are picking up picking up the slack. Not not only just like a place, but like an act. It feels like an actual home for these comics to live at. Like yeah. it, it almost feels like they're like like comic books, digital comic books felt like foster kids for a little bit like just being shuffled from one place to another and this feels like uh they've found their like danny glover angels in the outfield home <laughs> and they're gonna like i'm gonna live here now i'm gonna live with you and it's just it's super exciting to hear travis and kenny talk about this stuff because um like of course they want their app to succeed but they just love comic books so much and they love the community so much that they're just so thrilled to have a, a a place to really showcase them and um, uh, sh uh, allow people who care about them to also uh, enjoy them and, and and feel safe at the, that they're going to be there for a while, not just like be gone the next week because their app either crashes or or, or whatever. So yeah, that's so awesome. stay tuned. Stay tuned for the end of the episode to hear my interview with those guys. Um, but for right now, Andy and I are just going to talk about the comics of the week that we picked up that we thought were really engaging. Because just like Sue Storm, we love a good read. There, I said it, Mike D, contractually obligated to get that out of the way. Uh, the Episode over. The, 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 the catchphrase used to be, guide you through the muddy and murky waters of the comic book landscape. That was mine. The, the Sue Storm one was Mike D, so you can, you can see which one stuck. Uh, awesome. Um, well, I'll go first and say... Uh, the big book of the week was Distillery's first release, Devil's Cut. Um, I talk about that over on the Patreon episode. So if you're not subbed to our Patreon, go do that. And we'll talk about Distillery, uh, what I think about Devil's Cut, and uh, my hopes and dreams for the future of this up-and-coming uh, comic book company. Um, but the other books that I read that were significantly smaller, both in size and length were <laughs> and price <laughs> and price. Yeah. Um, I read Batman, Catwoman, Gotham war. Uh, this is a one shot starting off Gotham war. Sorry. This is battle lines, Gotham war mm -hmm. battle lines. Um, and this is Zdarsky and teeny Howard. 
Um, so the two teams on Batwoman and Catwoman are both contributing to this. Um, this is a really interesting setup to um, this this kind of face-off book. Uh, you know, we had um, uh, War of Jokes and Riddles. We had the I Am Bane stuff. We've had big Gotham-wide wars happen over the last couple of years. Um, this is the first one that's uh, really involved um, two people that don't want to be at war with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, so the they're impetus here, they, yes, they're in love. Um, the impetus here is that since Batman has been gone for a while, um, Catwoman has kind of stepped up and decided that she is going to, uh, in her own way, take <laughs> be on the hero that Gotham needs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and what she's done is train all these, like, goons that, you know, the Riddler and Joker and Bane and Clayface all hire these, like, nameless goons. She trains them to be cat burglars, like she is. Ooh. Uh, but she gives them rules. So you, you have to steal from rich people, um, no violence, uh you know, no, no score is worth your life or anyone else's, um, no kids, no dames. Yeah. That kind of thing. Right. She gives them <laughs> rules and she trains them and violence in Gotham has gone down by like 75% as this book has kicked off. So she approaches the bat family and says, look, I've done this. Like I have accomplished your mission, but you have to leave us alone for this to work. You can't go beating up all these dudes anymore. Um, and at the end of the book, uh, something happens and Batman decides that this is not a situation that he can abide by. Uh, the bat did family. Ha- <laughs> did someone steal from him? <laughs> <laughs> that is one thing that he says in the book. He was like, well, my parents were rich. Are you going to steal from me? <laughs> Where's my giant coin? <laughs> um, but it, it was a really, really interesting setup to see somebody uh, kind of uh, take a spin on Batman's war against crime and um, almost get there, right? Mm-hmm. Um of course, it's Teeny Howard and Chip Zdarsky, so you knew you were going to get a story that totally works. Um, yeah. Two powerhouses. For sure, for sure. The Yeah, two powerhouse creative teams. Um, I think this little, I don't know, mini event is going to be a lot of fun. I'm, I'm really, really excited about it. Uh, of course, this was a $6 uh, alpha book, you know, kicking yeah. off the event, but... The rest of the event is just um, two issues of Batman, two issues of Catwoman, and then a, a, a wrap-up, you know, an Omega or whatever. So, Well, after the tirade of Night Terrors and all 52 <laughs> issues needed to buy, six is nothing. That's a windfall. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, Batman, Catwoman, The Gotham War, Battle Lines, thumbs up, would recommend. Um, it's it's nice to be back in the world of Gotham because I did not pick up any Night Terrors. <laughs> I didn't either. Couldn't afford it. Same. I'll yeah, just wait for I the wasn't omnibus. About to do it. There you go. <laughs> uh, what'd you read, Greg? So I read um, a couple of first issues that require <laughs> previous reading. And I knew that going into it. Um, so I, I want to preface this to our dear listener, uh, I'm going to talk about Captara and I'm going to talk about Black Hammer the End. Both incredible reads. Both require context <laughs> to previous volumes that will make it a much more engaging read. Uh, first of all, Black Hammer the End by Jeff Lemire and um, Malachi Ward. This is just like the culmination of the, the, the magnum opus of what Jeff Lemire has created with Black Hammer. Um, I mean, from the jump, Black Hammer has been just an incredible story and like a real 
um, not think piece, but a real divulge into like what it means to be a superhero, what it means to be good and bad. Also, like what happens when you're just transported out of there and like you just have to live on some farm you can't leave and and all the the characters that expand out of that and like this is jeff lemire's swang song to all of his characters that he's made and this is it this is this is going to be the end just like hellboy had an end black hammer will have an end um that's not to say this will be the last black hammer story ever told but this is how it will come to end um it is a good it's a good book. Beautiful. Beautifully drawn. But if you haven't read any Black Hammer up until now, don't approach this book. Do not. There are characters in here you will have no idea who they are and they play a pivotal role. So just go back to the beginning and then when you finally read all that and come back and start Black Hammer the end, then you can start this episode. Uh is this a one shot or is this like a, a mini? No, it's going to be a, well, I think like a, in between a mini and a maxi. So a meaty. <laughs> it's going like to be a, a Like a six issue? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Um, I also read Captara by Chip Sadarsky and Kagan McLeod. Uh, McLeod, excuse me. Um, this is a, this is like volume two of Captara, which is a previous uh, story that Chip was writing. Very funny, very um, irreverent and bizarre, and it's it's classic Chip Sadarsky humor mixed with the the emotion that we've also seen with his work uh, that is like underlying, like bubbling underneath the surface. Um, you know, alien worlds, weird characters. Uh, there is a part where the cat character in this book returns home. And the home is shaped like Garfield in his bed under the covers. <laughs> and so to, to, to give you some context, that's where you're headed with this book. But it's it's so good. It is it is it is brilliant and it's funny and it's impactful. This is like, you know, this is like Chip Zdarsky's like passion project. This well, maybe maybe one of his passion projects. This is where he has no rules. This is where he can do whatever he wants. This isn't your Daredevil or your Batman or your whatever. This is Chip's world that he's created that he gets to play in, that he gets to make a house that looks like Garfield sleeping in his bed. You know what I mean? Like, And that's what yeah. makes it beautiful. And that's what makes it weird and great and wonderful. Um, again, <laughs> if you haven't read Volume 1 of Captara, do not approach this book. Go read Volume 1 and then approach Captara 2023 it'll make for a better read and bonus you get to read more captara so everybody wins awesome um cool uh so other books that i read um i read the new sean murphy book the plot holes okay let's talk about that for a second this okay. book had a million covers <laughs> and each a of them was of an covers. homage to something. Yeah. And the book itself is really an homage to all those things too. Okay. So the, the, this book, Oh folks, if you can't see the screen right now, <laughs> Andy just kind of wrung his whole face with his big man hands. Like he is just prepping to deliver me. <laughs> news that i have cancer or something so <laughs> strap in no so it's really good and i ended up enjoying it but it starts at 100 miles an hour and just speeds up from there mm -hmm. it is super super fast laying the groundwork of this story and these characters and all this stuff um and that's not atypical for sean murphy stories he doesn't like beat around the bush and slowly right. introduce you to stuff um so the, the the plot revolves around this group of folks called the plot holes and they live inside of a digital book library for self-publishing books and 
hmm, what they have to do is go inside of the self-published books and make edits to them to improve the story to make sure that the book gets published so that their platform doesn't disappear. You already lost me. Exactly. Right. So like (laughs) imagine if what like audible, Mm -hmm. right? The characters live in audible and they have to go into, (laughs) yeah. And they have to go into your, like Greg's manuscript and correct the story or improve the story Mm -hmm. to make sure that the book that Greg has written is good and gets a five-star review so that Audible keeps going. Keeps going. Because if Audible goes away, then they die. Okay. And each one of the characters is like transposed from books that weren't good enough to save, but they pulled like a good character out. Like, like there's a, a bad story, but there's like two gems in there that are yeah. worth saving. Okay. And they pull those characters out and they're part of the team now. This seems like a very big idea. It, it is. And I also feel like I'm not really doing it justice, but if you kind of just strap in and let yourself get taken along, it, mm-hmm. it kind of works. Okay. Like you start wrapping your head around the story and who these characters are and what's going on. Um, Cause that is one of the benefits of the book is it starts as like a day in the life of a guy. And then this stuff starts happening to him. And he's mm-hmm. like, wait a minute, I'm in a book and you're pulling me into this, whatever like he doesn't know what's going on so it's being explained to him at the same time it's being explained to you the reader which is a probably the best way to do this kind of a story Mm -hmm. (laughs) does is he writing it or is he drawing it both double duty okay there you go yeah typical Um, sean murphy fashion typical sean murphy uh There's a lot of cool art in this, too. Um, One of the characters is from a manga, and he Mm. explains his, like, backstory to the main character. And as he starts telling his story, you turn the page, and it's, like, two or three pages of just straight-up manga style inside the middle of this book. Yeah. I do Um, love that they're just, like, leaning into the different characters and the art styles that they're from. Like, that's really smart. Yeah. Uh, and I'm guessing there's going to be more of that as, you know, the issues go on. So mm-hmm. um, I don't think this is a book for everybody. It's pretty, pretty wild, pretty out there. But if you're into, uh, I don't know, like meta commentary, like action, mm-hmm. that kind of thing, um, this is probably going to be right up your alley. I, as I, I got like halfway through the book, I was like, what is going on? What is this thing? But by the time I got to the end, I was like, okay, I'm on board. Like this, this has me sold. This seems like a book that is only helped by movies like Into the Spider-Verse. <laughs> like, oh yeah, it, it helps the concept become more concrete. Like uh, I, sure. I imagine Sean Murphy went to like the publishing house and was just like, this is my version of like what kind of like a spider verse thing. And they're like gold, like let's go with it. Yeah. And that's, that's a perfect way to look at it is like, it's like a, a literary verse, mm-hmm. like a book verse <laughs> out of published books. I think I would avoid book verse at all costs. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's so many tentacles. Why were they? so? <laughs> I think libraries should just change their names to book verse. Book, book. Interbook verse. <laughs> oh shit. Uh yeah, so plot holes. Um I think this is out on Sean Murphy's own like imprint label? Imprint? Is it it's on Massive is the name of the I thought Massive was through uh oh, I wanna say image, but I'm not certain on that. I'll I'll pop it open and see. Oh, he's taking it out of the bags. What if Plot Holes is worth a million dollars. He just took it out of the bag. Massive Publishing is its own. Yeah. 
his imprint is called Gear Shift. Hmm. So okay. look at some, that. Some kind of small indie, but I don't know. This is the first one I've read, and it, it's good. I like okay. it. Good job, um, Sean. The last book that I read is one that I kind of want to talk about for a second because it's it's actually not the first time I've read this book. So I bought it. It's called Mother Russia. It's by oh, yeah. a guy okay. named Jeff McCombsey. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got this because I thought it was a sequel to a book that I read in 2015. Yes. Turns out it's just a reprint of that story on a new company. Because it used time, to be an Alterna, right? Yeah. That and that's the book I originally read was the Alterna mm-hmm. book. Um and interestingly enough, the Mother Russia from Alterna is in CLZ labeled as Mother Russia Volume Two. Because that story is a sequel to a one shot that Jeff did back in twenty fourteen. And then it called. expanded into Mother Russia, still called Mother Russia. <laughs> Man, he's really sticking with that name. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then volume two is that three issue series that I read. This mm-hmm. is a reprint of issue one. Well, so uh, CEX. I've been seeing them a lot lately. I need to, I don't really know much about them. I I don't know either. I was hoping this would be a sequel to Mother Russia because I liked it a lot, but Mm -hmm. this does give me the opportunity to talk about Mother Russia because I like it a lot. Um, (laughs) It's a World War II horror story about this female Russian sniper who is stuck in a clock tower with just a sea of zombie Nazis around her. and one day in the crowd of Nazis, she spots a toddler, a non-zombie toddler. So she jumps out of her tower down and fights through the zombies to rescue this toddler and does successfully, uh, but then ultimately comes across a Nazi officer. So she's stuck with this baby in a sea of zombies up against a Nazi officer and chaos ensues. Is the Nazi officer a zombie or no? He's not a zombie. Okay. Hmm. Uh, but it's it's a really cool action story. It's got a lot of heart in the later issues. Uh, loved it the first time I read it. Loved it the second time I read it. Uh, so I would definitely recommend this to anybody. But if you, like me, thought that this was going to be, you know, Mother Russia 2, a sequel to the story or something, it unfortunately is not but is it it remains collected, very good is it the collected of all three issues into one or is it going to do a one two three one two three okay so um, well it's, it's good that it can be in the hands of new readers again yeah it, it it's good yeah i'm i'm pleased that it's coming back out hopefully it finds a wider audience so hopefully it gets more issues maybe i don't know how hopefully it ends, so <laughs> Maybe there isn't any more issues for reasons. <laughs> uh, the last two books that I read were Miss Marvel, The New Mutant. This is a direct spin out from the Hellfire Gala 2023, where uh, Kamala Khan is now a mutant, but still an inhuman. And But she gets to live above ground because no one knows she's a mutant yet. So she's helping like mutant um, refugees that are like underground trying to fight Orcus all the while trying to figure out what her mutant power is, what her place on the X-Men is. She's having these wild dreams with this new character we've never seen before. That is maybe a product of her mutation or like her subconscious trying to come to terms with who she is, or it could be some cosmic being entering through her dreams to fuck with her. I don't know. We'll find out though. Probably in this series. Uh, it's good. It's not bad, but it's like, again, we're getting drip fed Miss Marvel's new mutant stuff through different series, different books. This will go all the way through Fall of X, I'm assuming. And then once that gets done, we'll find out what our new mutant power is. And it's probably 
turning back time. I don't know. <laughs> At this point, I don't know what her new power is or if she should even have one. It's it's definitely going to be the light thing that she can do in the MCU, right? Oh, mm. yeah. Oh, and I, this is written by that actress. This is oh, that that's book. right. So, um, yeah, and it's a uh, it, great first book. Like we've read many of books where um, people outside of the comic book community, quote unquote, take their swing at writing. Uh, Taboo did a good job. JJ uh, Abrams' kid did not. So, <laughs> congratulations! You're amongst the giants now. You, um, you and Taboo. <laughs> You and Taboo swinging for the fences. It was really, it was, a, it was, a, it was an interesting book for what it is and what it has to be, which is like um, a bridge to another uh, story they want to get to. Yeah, does that make sense? Like it's, it's totally. There's, there's nothing meaty here because it just serves as a candy trail to the cottage where the witch is just going to throw you in the oven. So totally. Not not bad. The covers were cool. There's a lot of homage X Men covers, but sure. implemented Miss Marvel in the in the homages. Anyway, that tracks. It was good. If you're on the X Men Miss Marvel stuff, pick it up. Uh, lastly, I got Nort's swimsuit edition, which is a big DC collected edition of. Actually, you know what? This book's kind of a motherfucker. Uh, I picked up the Adam Hughes cover just because it was Adam Hughes, but this is a essentially a collected edition of all of the swimsuit covers that DC has done into one book. And then in the middle, there's like a story of, um, I think it's like the, the birds of prey or, or like some kind of sirens group fighting the penguin on the beach. Are they in Ta-da. swimsuits while they fight? Yeah. Well, yeah, they're like at a beach party. So it's like everyone's doing okay. a beach thing, but, uh, story-wise it was entertaining. It was a little much because it's like they added those extra pages in there of the covers of all the swimsuit variants that had come before it. Uh, you know why you got it, and it's for the covers. So don't even like. That's the only reason we're talking about this. Uh, <laughs> it, it, you save some time and money and go pick it up on Omnibus. <laughs> you know, like, sometimes it's nice to hear somebody just validate what you already knew, though. Mm-hmm. I did not pick up this book, but I'm glad to hear it was everything. Yeah, your assumptions were right. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> Just score one for Vargas. He guessed it right. Okay. Uh, unfortunately, right. Greg is an Adam Hughes shill, so he got popped. Anyway, I think that's all the comics that we're going to cover in this episode. Uh, tune in next week for a normal one where we'll all be hanging out together again. Uh, visit our Patreon at patreon.com slash first issue club. Uh, we have two tiers. We have a $3 tier and a dollar tier. And we also have a free community where we give out a newsletter and some small little tidbits and behind the scenes stuff just so you get to know us. And, and if you, we are your cup of tea, please subscribe. We'd love to have you on there. Um, we uh, also have a website, firstissueclub.com. We have a couple interviews up there. A couple Kickstarter interviews. Uh, Cal Stark stopped by and talked about Marvel Unleashed, which came out. Um, it is a fantastic book. Uh, it had no reason to be, but Kyle Starks, if you know anything about him, is committed to characters and giving them sustenance. And he did the Lord's work with this book. So go out and read Marvel Unleashed. It is, I'm not fucking around here, folks. It is really good. And that, and that, and that's not because I owe Kyle Starks a favor. Like it's a good fucking book. Um, but that interview is over at firstissueclub.com. Andy, do you have anything else you want to say? Uh, bag and boredom, bag and boredom. Okay, guys, next week we will see you. Enjoy this interview with uh, Kenny and Travis from Omnibus, and be safe out there. Bye. Hey everyone, welcome to First Issue Club. This is your friendly neighborhood, Greg, here with a special segment. I have two uh, fantastic bearded gentlemen joining me today to talk about their new and hottest digital app 
uh, omnibus that is showcasing all the comic books that you love and all the comic books that we talk about on First Issue Club. Um, I am here with uh, Kenny Myers and Travis Cheshmeyer. I Travis, I know I was going to say your name wrong, so I apologize. <laughs> with the last name is Liktai, I know that uh, the first yeah. day of school is never easy. Yeah. So, Schmeisser. Um, it's okay. Travis Schmisser. Schmisser. Thank you very much. Guys, thanks for joining us. Um, I know you guys are very busy with um, collecting publishers. It seems like every day, like Thanos collects Infinity Stones. Um, so I, I've got to imagine you're pretty pleased with the response you've been getting, um, not only from publishers, but from fans. So um, congratulations. Let's start that off. Um, you oh, guys. You. Yeah, no, yeah, no worries. So you guys um, met through the tech business. You guys have known each other for a while. Um, and, and when the Zoom meeting stopped with the tech talk, you guys would talk comics. And you, know, you would go back and forth about you know, when's, the, when's the best in the new digital playground for digital comics going to finally show up. And uh, when Comixology, the, the premier one, started to tailspin and, and, and uh, you know, burn out, was that the moment where you're just like, now's our time to get after it? Or, or, or talk me through that. It was actually a little bit later. We, um, only by a couple months, we had uh, been talking about doing something together for a long time and had always kicked around the idea of doing something with comics. And we had both decided to leave our jobs and team up. We were going to build some B2B SaaS software, so little small business tools. And we had actually kicked off working on, on one of them. And um, I think we kind of worked on that for like a month or two months, maybe, Kenny. And then um, we just kind of, like you said, kept talking about the comicsology and how sad we were about it and um, yeah. just what a bummer it was. So we just kind of found that we were spending so much energy thinking about and, and spending time there that Kenny one day was just like, you know, I think we should look into this more and kind of brought it back up. And um, yeah, we, we just started kind of looking into it, researching, and here we are. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, our relationship was essentially built on two things because I've always lived on the West Coast and Travis has always been uh, on the East Coast. And uh, it was essentially just built around one, ah, we should build something. Uh, <laughs> well, we need to leave our jobs and build something. And then the second thing was, oh, but also I read this amazing comic by this. Have you read this guy named Tom King? Or like we, we started digitally and so we would share things yeah. uh, that way. Um, and obviously... You know, it would just be linked to comicsology for us for a little bit. And then it eventually, oh, it was a sad day. I just stopped reading comics for a while because of the transition. So, yeah, so yeah it was always top of mind with us because it was one of the things that bonded us uh, many thousands of miles, Travis, many lovely thousands of miles. And uh, it was, I don't know, it just felt like the right time. It just really, truly felt like a what are we doing? We need to do this. Uh, yeah. We we're, we want to do this and we can't, we think we can do this. We have enough hubris to think that we can do this. Let's try. I mean, well, we did see it as like an opportunity, you know, like knowing, like it would have been too tough. Uh, we think to peel off customers, you know, a year or two before um, they had all the publishers, um, even though we don't think they necessarily helped with discovery or were really like pushing digital comics forward in any way. Right. Um, they, it was kind of good enough and they had everything, but that sort of, we think made an opening and that we, we were like, I think, you know, if we're going to try it now, now's the time to, uh, to give it a go kind of. So it, it did spiral into being the reason <laughs> like the catalyst kind of. I love that. It's like, you guys are just like kind of the epitome of like two friends who talk about opening a bar and then, you know, just like every time <laughs> they get together, like we're going to open this bar. So we're going to open this bar. And then, I mean, here you are, I mean, to quote unquote, this is your bar of like Omnibus, the digital playground. And, and it is, from what I've seen, been such a huge and fantastic reaction to this app from, from fans who have just been clamoring for a, um, um, a new way and a, and a new place to go get digital comics. Um, you guys talk about how Comixology essentially made it easy for people not to read comics anymore. They just really just shuttered the doors pretty quickly on that. And I think you're right, Travis, when you said they weren't really pushing innovation with their app anymore. They just kind of let it go by the wayside. Um, so I'm kind of curious with you guys, um, what are some things that maybe you're working on or some ideas that, you know, you want to build a community. I know everyone can't go to the LCS every week. So like, oh, what, what are your words to those folks that still want that LCS experience, but uh, maybe don't have one around them? I would say, 
we know we can't emulate that LCS experience. Like we, right. we still think that's a core part of comic book and comic book culture. But to the best that we can, you'll always know the two people running your comic book store uh, in the digital space. And you can always email us or you could direct message us or uh, whatever, whatever becomes social messaging in the future. Who knows what it'll be? Uh, it's like 700 things now. We'll be on there and, you know, happy to recommend. And our store itself, I mean, Travis, you can talk a little about this, like the changes we're making um, that are more personal. Yeah, we're, um, I think, like, long term, we've got a bunch of different kind of phases we want to work through to get to. Like, right now, um, we actually decided to um, front load more of the kind of cross-platform stuff. So we're actually spreading now to, to every platform. We, we knew we were going to eventually, but we had some discovery features we were kind of working on earlier, um, or plan on working on earlier, that we switched up. So it's kind of like Be Everywhere is the one we're working on now. Um, and then, yeah, there, there are some store changes that we're working in alongside uh, working on iPhone just to kind of make discovery a bit better. So you'll be able to like see series per publisher, sort them in different ways. There's kind of like little browsing enhancements that we just had to skip to get to, um, to, get to launch, you know, Sure. so that we're, we're getting to now. So there's kind of like we just think of them as like quality of life things we know need to be done. And then... Um, as we get through the platform, um, the platform work and further along, we'll start uh, working on discovery and we have a bunch of ideas for what we think are kind of like novel features or things like lists, uh, things like collections, reading orders, stuff like that. Um, that'll be the first one. And then we have a bunch more of ideas after that. So I think from discovery into like, what can we do community wise or connecting fans or profiles, anything like that. Um, Got a bunch of ideas i think it's you know too too far away to plan uh, anything yeah. exact besides like the ideas we've kind of tossed around so no like chat feature where you can talk <laughs> talk irl with people while you're reading comics. we have never had that on our list i don't think ever i think if we we're to talk about where i like your bar like the, the two guys setting a bar like if we're talking about where we are as a bar like we're we're like patty's pub right now you know we, <laughs> and where we like to get next liquor. in our next few releases is to cheers you know, the yes, bar from exactly. Cheers. And then at the end, we'd like to be like <laughs> the restaurant at the end of the universe from uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. <laughs> That's where we'd like to end up. But uh, yeah, so we have a ton of work to do in that space. And we still have, we're still in the idea space for that with sunset features that we think are just kind of naturally good for comic books. And you've seen in other apps like lists that we've, we've just constantly talked about. Um, um, and obviously platforms uh, yeah. is the big push right now. So you guys have, you started out on desktop and then you said you're expanding, or I guess you're on tablets now and you're expanding into like the phone uh, arena as well. Has that been kind of a hard transition to kind of, you know, shrink them down even more? Um, like, I know we thought you talked about metadata with the uh, comics you get from publishers. Is that kind of just, um, is it implemented in the data that you get from them or is that something you have to do behind the scenes? as far as fitting the screen? Um, the, the kind of product and like design facing stuff that's in the phone is, is pretty much just um, the interface and scaling okay. it down. Um, there's a couple of things that are working to our advantage there, like our interface is pretty simple. Um, there's some things that naturally sort of stack. Um, when we did the first round of UI, we actually kept a lot of that in mind, like knowing that we need to translate to mobile. So I always kind of had everything in the back of my head of like, what would this be like on a phone? Yeah. Um, but there, there's some just like natural things that converted that then we have to um, specialize. Like, I don't know, we have some filters that are like toggles that need to change the drop downs just space wise. So there's always like optimizations, stuff like that. But um, we, we just did like an overhaul of kind of like our our um, component system and that was like totally anything needed to be changed in order for mobile was done in that past so that's what we're working on now um, but there, there's a lot of code we can reuse from ipad onto that um, yeah but we do have we've got the web reader done um, we decided to hold off releasing it until you could buy online we'll work on the web store um, yeah so just this, like yeah. we're on ipad only right now only on apple platforms right now um, and so, uh, no desktop yet. We probably will never do a desktop app, but it'll probably be what we could say, well, a web app, pretty much. Um, so, um, what a lot of people are used to. And then, like Travis said, we, 
uh, have a web reader done, but we're gonna ha have it all be a big caboodle launch. The whole caboodle. <laughs> One big. Uh, mega that's what. Update. That's what we're, we're we're workshopping that name. What do you think of the, the whole caboodle on the whole launch. caboodle? Travis, well, what do you think? It doesn't rhyme. <laughs> People love no, I, That's just me being, being an idiot. <laughs> Um, uh, sorry, I got a little sidetracked. So I, I mentioned metadata earlier, and that is, you know, kind of the sexy side of comic books, how the information comes to you guys. And then it's kind of basically how publishers designate how much things cost and, and, and how they look. Does that also affect from your standpoint, like if you could like run a sale on comics or is that basically ran by the publisher itself? Um, a little of both. We haven't actually built the sales functionality yet, though. That's another, like, we're a super tiny team, so we just have to be super strategic about what we're taking on. Um, sure. But we, we had that in our discussions and our contracts cover who initiates what sales and how the breakdown works. Um, so the answer is going to be both. Like, they, they can initiate them or we can. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, that side of it is not that sexy. Uh, funny enough, but, uh, <laughs> it really I is. Mean, like, I don't the know. Most it's, it's, all it's, 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 <laughs> it, uh, it's, it was like very complicated and we had to build a lot for it. But I mean, most people are FTPing spreadsheets and PDFs. Um, we have some direct connections via like adapters we built, but a lot of it is like pretty, uh, pretty low tech actually. It's just like FTP. <laughs> Hand crank. They hand they yeah. hand to keep the servers going. <laughs> but we have a whole system kind of that sucks it in. Yeah, processes the PDFs, puts it in our database. You know, we have a whole management tool for it on the back end. There's like two apps behind the app that you see that yeah. kind of make everything happen. Okay. Um, so when you guys first started launching initially, you were on, well, I follow you on Twitter or X or whatever you guys want to call it. And you we, watching the slow trickle of publishers that you guys were announcing was kind of uh, really exciting. And then, you know, next week there was three publishers and the next week it was four publishers. And so what is the process? And these are some of the questions that our audience have, has given to us. What's the process of like approaching a publisher um, I, I'm assuming it's more than just like a well-worded email of just like, hey, trust us, we're going to be huge. Like, like, what is the process of like approaching a publisher and being like, we're going to build this next digital playground and you're for sure going to want to be on it? Well, first, Travis and I reveal our plumage and do a dance <laughs> for the publisher and uh, hope that the, they choose us. It's, it is very different per publisher. There are some publishers, uh, you know, who you wouldn't expect that we're still doing the dance for. Um, there are some publishers, like one of my favorite calls we ever had was like, we essentially cold call these people. We, we oh, okay. message them through um, LinkedIn. That's our, that's our secret. Um, oh, no. And we were just like, Hey, here's what we're building. We built a little page explaining like what we were doing. Mm -hmm. You can't find it anymore. We took it down and just like, where we want to go. That was enough to actually get some conversations going. And then, you know, enough of those happened and enough were signed that then there sort of becomes this like snowball effect, which is really just really nice and was so exciting for us. Like, I still remember when we first got one of our like publishers emailing us and was like, hey, you, and like Travis and I were not even expecting that within like the first year. We, we've, it's been pretty, uh, so it is like one of my favorite meetings was this, this publisher where we just like emailed them. He's like, yeah, let's do this call. It's a Zoom call. We, we've never done any proposals in person or anything like that. Mm -hmm. And they were just like, uh, like two minutes into the call, they're like, ah, I'm going to fucking do it. Literally, that was their language. Like, it doesn't make any <laughs> sense not to do it. I mean, I like it's just it's nothing off our backs. And then you make us money. It was very funny and like totally unexpected. And then some people like it's a couple calls and, and understandable, like the industry has had a lot of digital comics platforms. Yeah. Um, and, you know, while Comixology was the beast for a while, um, they have been, you know, both skeptical or just uh, they've been the whole range like travis you'd say like the whole range of emotions we have no one's been angry that was everyone's you know <laughs> how'd you get this number we get a lot of like people ignore us which is an obvious like oh, i'm not just gonna bother with them but travis yeah. what's your perspective on that um yeah I, I think you said pretty much all of it the the one thing i'd add is that we did focus early days when we were doing the the cold reach outs and we didn't have 
any or that many business deals in place, we were building the app from the get go. So we we kind of like went um, initially into this like demo mode is kind of what we were thinking of it as. And you could walk through most of the app, um, but it was just a, like a dummy data set. We had literally like ripped some PDFs and assets, and um, we basically worked really hard as fast as we could to get a usable version of like a demo of it so that we could show people that we know what we're doing we can build a full app um it was just test data but so we didn't have like the back end that whole system that i was explaining so that that helped a lot and um i think um i think we got lucky too just our backgrounds uh from a lot of the companies we've worked at and the experience sure. we both have that we've built a lot of stuff so i think uh, some of the partners were a lot more comfortable with us because of that like we built a little bit of everything um, Across you know many industries, so it's definitely not like our first rodeo. Whereas some people that had come into this before, um, this might have even been the first company that they they ever did or product they made. Yeah, um, and that wasn't really the case for us. So I think there was a level of comfort with um, some of it. There is like, I mean, we're not you know we're older guys. We're very we've been, old. We've been doing this a while. <laughs> so, so, like, <laughs> so so that that helped a little bit. But I, I think the demo too. Like we we worked. Yeah. Uh, as early as we could to, you know, be like, here's, here it is. Like yeah. you can use it. And we're we actually building people, something. I promise. <laughs> yeah. We yeah. get people access to it. Yeah. Um, so, so like I said earlier that, um, the reaction in the comic world has been actually really, really positive. And, um, because this is a digital platform that has really gained traction with, like I said, with publishers and like the interface is really great. Have you guys worked in tech so long? Have you guys heard anything from, any of your tech friends or anybody in the tech business of just like, oh man, these motherfuckers are really going for it and they're making some, some, a good product. Like, has there been a, um, a, a resounding response from the tech world as well? Hmm. I, I mean, would say that we wanted to make sure everyone knew that we were comic book fans first. We haven't really pushed out into the tech world too much because it was super important for us to not just be like a lot of tech companies are which are just like they come into a space and like we know the answers to all your problems and right. they're like and we're just not like we don't know the answers to all the problems we have our own point of view as like comic book readers for what we want and we're definitely right. approaching like every publisher with like with we have we have very open like channels and mm -hmm. and and we mean we do mean this like we we respond to everyone and fairly quickly um, uh, because we really want that feedback and um, so we've really tried to just focus on on what people are doing really great in the comic community mm -hmm. um, and, and learning about that and trying to learn as much as we can from every single person we talk to be it just someone who just bought a single comic and like was like this app isn't for me it's up to someone who's like a big purchaser or a big publisher and they've been doing it for 30 years you know which is unheard of in tech like we we come as comic fans who know tech uh versus yeah. uh tech people who are trying to solve uh like think they have the answers to all the problems we just um we have our preferences and i think we're sure, informed yeah. preferences and we wanted the community to know uh how i mean we're just really grateful for how it's been received and how people are reacting that's um, awesome. I mean, yeah, we, we don't we don't have anyone or reason to attempt to draw in or impress anyone in the tech. We want to impress comic book fans and people yeah. that want to read oh, yeah, comics. Sure. So so we've we're like solely focused on that. I guess I just from more of a standpoint of just like you guys were this small little like David and Goliath of just like you in my mind have completely conquered any other digital platform that has come before you guys because you just are like you have mentioned comics first and just so earnest about it that um it's kind of proving that if you are you know if you believe in the product that you're doing and like just focus on the comic book part, part of it you're just going to succeed with the fans foremost and that is to us like just really endearing of just like god damn it they're <laughs> they really want our comic books to look the best out there and like make it the easiest way to achieve and to get them and like um that's just been really nice to see about um, that you guys are just two gentlemen sitting in front of me who run the whole shebang kabit, uh, caboodle 
and uh, uh, that's just like really heartwarming for me and, and uh, for our, our audience. Well, that's way too generous and way too kind, but thank you. <laughs> yeah, we really appreciate it. But we it. have a lot of work to do. We have a lot of work to do and a lot of things to build for other people and to reach out to other places. Like, there's, there's, um, there's just, you know, that is very kind of you, but, uh, uh, I don't know how to take compliments anyway. I think, I think too, that's like one of the, we chat a lot is like one of the hardest things is we, we do have limited resources and we need to move fast and we want to like release things and get in front of people as fast as we can. So it's a lot of like just trying to pick the right thing at the right time and build enough and like. We just have to like skip things that break our hearts sometimes or delay them. And um, they're all tough choices, but that was all on service of like, first and foremost, we need to make an app that's really good at like table stakes, basic things. Like the reader needs to be great. The store needs to be easy to use. Um, uh, the basics of sorting your library and searching, you know, like there's, there was a lot of just like super uh, basic things we needed to do. And so we just, every time we kind of came up something that fell outside of that we were like okay yes but not right now what else what's the more important right. things we just it's like every week we just do that <laughs> we look at our list and we're like what's the next most important thing like for fans and for the business and like right. what's going to help us the most and we just try to like manage that day to day and we'll, we'll get to everything eventually it, like is there something um that we as like fans of comic books and as fans of omnibus can do to like help you <laughs> i don't want to say like help you guys out but like like obviously promote on social media, you know, use the product. Like, is there, I don't know, like a, a box you keep of comments and suggestions that people can drop stuff off to or, or, or cause you guys are succeeding so well. Like what can we do as a community to support you more to uh, help you achieve your final end goal? Um, yeah. I mean, spread the word, tell your friends, buy comics and uh, definitely send feedback. Um, like Kenny said, I mean, we're, you can message us anywhere you can find us. Um, can email us. I'm Travis at, and he's Kenny at omnibus.app. Um, anytime somebody reaches out about anything, we always respond back with whatever they need. And then like, Hey, got any feedback? What's going on? What do you like? What do you not like? And mm -hmm. um, yeah. so we're, we're really open. I mean, I ran a series of interviews with early um, adopter people um, a couple of weeks ago to like look into kind of their first round experiences and what they were, they were thinking and finding to make sure because you know, just watching like stats, you can't find out everything like people think about using it. Um, so we're trying that to pay attention to that. Yeah. That feedback actually changed what we worked on for the next month because we yeah. were working on other things and we were like, we need to, we need to solve this problem for people. Um, even though, you know, we obviously have our list of things that uh, we know could be improved and, and all that stuff. And I think in general, like, for any, I will say for any app you like, not just us, uh, although this is a very kind to offer, like we feel more like vice versa, like what can we do to like boost the community, you know? Uh, because we just obviously comics everywhere, like benefits us, like comics growing benefits us, like implicitly, like we just get, you know, more people and then people buy more comics and more comics mean we can do more things. Um, and attract publishers that they they might want um and i think that uh with any app uh itunes reviews are always good if you use ipad um those are like generally any those are always good uh, ideally positive but you know negative ones <laughs> will we'll respond to uh and uh you know just spread the word we have share links in our uh, app itself I, I think you know uh so you can actually share um to people who have ipads friends you know that word of mouth is is always killer uh so yeah i mean like at a basic level just reviews and sharing and just keep giving us feedback we're open to it we've heard it all travis is a designer so he's heard it of all plus like worse because everyone has opinions <laughs> about what he does uh, for sure. me it's just like the system doesn't work i'm like yeah that's the system but for travis it was like this is terrible and he's like i, I don't like this font I, yeah yeah and they don't know what font is yeah right um, <laughs> yeah it is helpful so, though i mean it, it, like kenny says it does impact what we do and um mm -hmm. it's also even when there's stuff that's been on our list it's it's good reinforcement where we're like okay we are on the right path because we, we already had that up next and we keep hearing about it so yeah that is the next most important thing so it's good um i saw that you guys are headed to i think new york comic-con here pretty soon uh is there anything 
in particular you're excited to see or, or, or like do you, when you talk to creators and you're like oh we work on Omnibus they're just like holy shit you're the guys that work on Omnibus like is there is there anyone you approach in the comic book world that you're just like kind of getting and nervous to walk up to When I, I went to, uh, I'm based in Seattle. There are certainly are people that we have not yet met that would probably, probably, probably trigger that. But mm-hmm. when I, um, when I first went to Emerald City Comic Con as like the co-founder of Omnibus, which was last year, um, wait this year? Oh my God, time is just like <laughs> a flat circle. Uh, this year, uh, and I was, I was literally going to stand on the other side of someone who was a mutual friend, but a comic book artist. Like I, like my very close friends had been close friends with him. And still on the other side of his art table, I was like, hey, hey, how's it going? Uh, it's um, okay. Uh, well, I'll just leave you, I'll, I'll come back, okay? Because we were literally going to dinner that night to just like hang out. So there's still like, there's a lot of power. And we actually, Travis and I have had to like, talk down ourselves before be like, you know, like, Image Comics is is formative to our childhood, but they're also human beings. So, right, yeah. like you know, like, <laughs> like let's be human beings uh, and not you know talk about like how much time we've been reading Spawn. Um, so there are moments like that, and there's some nostalgia, and there's some like there's definitely some comic book writers and artists that we want to meet. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, I mean, to be honest, we have things in the future that would be cool for them, but like right now. Uh, you're just like hey we just love selling your comics like thanks so much for like doing this and trying to promote them whenever we tag comics on twitter circling back to new york city comic-con and your question uh no i i I don't know it's per creator and uh we try to we try not to waste their time either like travis and i are big on like you know if they want to hang we'll always buy them a drink well we'll always buy Tom, Tom King, a drink anytime <laughs> he wants. Um, uh, but uh, you know, we we also you know we we can't offer them much right now in terms of what our app is doing, except for we sell their comics. Travis, please cut me off and stop me from talking <laughs> as soon as you can. Kenny, I think you're doing great. <laughs> you're supposed to be my. You're supposed to, supposed to be like and Kenny. That's enough. No, but Kenny, I do agree. There's something about going to a con, and when there's when when you put a table in front of someone, it's just like you can't. Your brain shuts off, and you don't know how to like just talk to them like a normal human being. I've done it a million times over to people I've talked to a thousand times, and it's just like you know, every time I walk up to you know Cullen Bunn, who's a, a local Kansas City guy at every con, it's like my mouth just like loses all function, drool starts spilling out. So yeah, um, I mean, great writer. Oh man, he's so he's he's fantastic. We have a man. ton of his books, like the Six Gun. That's fun, right? We that we yeah. just got um, we just got that up because of Oni, and that I mean I'm excited to see that. I'm excited to read it. I never actually, I mean uh, he's everywhere, but I, I never actually have read that. And I, now that he's doing more, I think he's doing a collected edition, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm pretty excited uh, to read through that. It it, it looks awesome, and we You're have have a good time. I promise. All of it. Cool. <laughs> That's good to it's know. Not, yeah, Colin Bunn is the we uh, we've kind of dubbed him the man who never sleeps because he just is always writing. And it oh, seems yeah. like he has a book out every week, so it's um, uh, it's it's, no, no, it's it's a great place on the bus to go check out Cullen Bunn, everyone, because uh, uh, he is on there. I assure you, I think he has a book on every publisher. Um, he those books on that too. We were, <laughs> yeah. we were debugging some PDF rendering issues, and I was actually staring at those issues. <laughs> um, I think you guys maybe mentioned it earlier about how um, we were talking about how on the bus is gonna roll out some things that we haven't seen yet and some I think someone says something about a a list or list from like creators or or something I think that is such a phenomenal idea because so often people get hung up on like reading orders or like how do I read this like in 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 a certain order and to get like these lists from like either creators or you know fans or whatever just like here's like five books you should just be reading like to, to have a place that isn't just like um focused on one publisher but like all publishers of just like essential reading for like wrestling books or books about like horses or whatever like that is such a brilliant idea and um you know hopefully down the line it comes to fruition but uh, what what a great way to build a community and just like a, a way to spread um the the word about new comics that people maybe don't get um access to 
So yeah, that's uh, fine. We, we, we think, we think they'll be super helpful. And, and like you said, I mean, you rattled off a bunch of the use cases that we want to, uh, to support, like not just reading orders, but favorites, um, favorites of all time, top things you're reading now. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to actually make it so you can add series creators and books, um, to these lists. So, um, we're going to start with them being mostly editorialized and, and working with partners and, um, creators to make lists. Um, awesome. in there but yeah but we're we're probably like at least a couple of months out we don't really give public timelines for things because so much changes <laughs> week oh, yeah, to week sure. but um but yeah it's like that's that's one of our next major kind of feature pushes after we get through some of the platform stuff uh, yeah we're super excited about it we, we think they'll be really cool we have a bunch of more ideas to go past just regular lists too we uh which, that was actually that i can that i will not right speak now. to yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was actually a debate about whether like we had a we had a little bit of struggle speaking of like what we can do on limited resources like we have really like travis put together some really beautiful concepts for what like you know lists could be because you know we've, we've ever like a lot of platforms as lists. it's not a like new innovative feature it's just like a really nice thing to have and um but we decided it was, it was between that multi-platform and we just decided we want more people to be able to access yeah. uh, Omnibus. You know, not everyone has iPads and uh, most people have uh, web browsers and a lot of people have phones. Um, <laughs> so we're working on that. I mean, iPhone is first because that's the easiest from sure. iPad to iPhone. Uh, and then, you know, as we will have lists in the future, we will have Android in the future. Um, Rest assured, that is Android important fans. to us as well. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's happening. That's next. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think uh, I think we we had like a, a funny idea of like a feature you could have for the app of just like people who <laughs> were missing physical media if you swipe too hard on the on the screen the page rips. Uh, oh my but, gosh! You know, Don't get Travis started on these. <laughs> maybe ideas. that's like an April Fool's thing you guys can. No, do. he yeah. literally he literally had a page degradation idea that he threw at <laughs> me. That's so the funny. That's the funniest thing. <laughs> we Tell him, one. Travis. <laughs> Travis, I'm all ears, man. Um, that was actually from a friend of mine. I didn't even come up with that, but yeah, uh, there's yeah. he he did mention like a mode where it's like the more you read a book, it like degrades. And it'd be funny yellows. if it's like the older it gets, it yellows. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. That's amazing. I've also I also had some funny like plastic bag bag mm. and board ideas of like <laughs> protecting your digital content. <laughs> I don't know. They would just be like cute visuals. They would they wouldn't be anything That'd useful. Be incredible. So, the, the, so it'll the probably be a minute before we focus it. on that. <laughs> Nobody's I'm, clamoring for that. Uh, well, I mean, one person is, and one's enough. In my book. <laughs> um, I mean, is there, is there anything else before we let you guys go that you want um, the fans of uh, First Issue Club to know and the fans at large about comic books, um, about maybe yourselves or Omnibus or, or, or secret hidden future plans? <laughs> uh, yes, if you're looking for fish, First Issues on Omnibus, we do have something that's killing the children, Volume 1. That's a good one. <laughs> Uh, for people who like horror, I, I mean, I think the, the two ultimate right now, if I were to list them, Saga, Volume 1, which we're loading from the back catalog soon. Um, and uh, I feel I feel like we need to tell readers about first issues you can get on here. And then um, there's always the Invincible number one, Volume 1, which we have. Those are like, those are when we started getting into digital comics, and now we're old. Um, yeah. What uh, I mean, there's some new ones that are really great too. Um, I, we usually post them on our Twitter feed. Um, they're usually yeah. number ones. But, I saw that um, the other day and I retweeted it. Such a brilliant idea. I really like. Um, they're not too deep in uh, two Mad Cave ones, Monomyth and oh, Monomyth. Um, Exorcist Never Die. I think they each only have yeah. like three or four. I think four issues out. So you can jump into the the first issue and, and you yeah. won't be very behind. Mad Cave is a publisher that's just come out of nowhere and they've been just. Yeah, Absolute they're awesome fire. too. A lot of really strong they're stuff. Right good now. people too, which is really fun. Like yeah. talking to them has been a pleasure. Like it's really nice to. They're just wonderful to always chat to and very chill. The, the also that is just such a chill guy. I'm like his vibe just calms me down every time we talk. Um, I mean, I think primarily most comic book people are chill, but I'm sure you guys have ran across a few that have just been anti-chill no you know the honestly what is interesting for us is like obviously there's the um you know the superstar writers and stuff we've never really run into any of them uh that haven't been like they've all been kind to us but like the back of the house people 
is the surprising thing is they've been there for for uh, like they're been there for forever. They stay there and they're very kind, and um, they're very responsive. And it, that's been really fun learning like sort of how the sausage gets made, and also being like, oh, I'm wondering if we can, you know, help them improve in any way with any of our knowledge. But uh, you know, they're um, they've got their well-oiled machines, um, and they're all they're all good people. I don't think we've encountered anyone that has been terrible. No, you can tell it's it's fun because uh, I mean everybody's a fan, you know. Yeah. So every really every every business chat devolves into like books we're reading and yeah, some, something old that you loved and like you can tell everybody that works inside um, just loves comics and, yeah. and not not just the ones where they work. You know, they're they'll, yeah. they'll dork out with you on. So that that's really fun. Like it, you can tell everybody just is like really into it, which is not true of like, again. I've between agencies and companies I've worked mm-hmm. for, I've worked with a little bit of every industry at this point. And that's not always true inside a lot of places. So it's, it's fun to see. It's funny you mentioned that when I was younger at my first con, I found out that like someone who worked for Image read DC books. And I was like, you can do that? You can read? Yeah. <laughs> like, you can read other books? And they're just like, yeah, idiot. Like, yeah, you're a 10 year old yeah. kid. Um, yeah. Well, guys, thank you so much for joining us. Um, <laughs> I want to remind everyone. Not only our first issues on Omnibus, but all comic books are on Omnibus. It's a great place to go find your digital comics and to grow as a community. Go find Omnibus on Twitter and every social media uh, platform that there are. I won't bother listing them all because there are literally thousands, and Omnibus is undoubtedly on all of them. change names. Oh, my gosh. We we could spend about another hour and a half about that, but um, I won't bore you guys. Um, So, um, Kenny, Travis... Honestly, thank you so much for joining us. We are huge fans of yours. Excited to see what you guys do in the future um, and wish you guys nothing but success. Uh, honestly. Thank you so much. We really thank appreciate you having much. us on. Yeah, yeah really like appreciate it. it means a lot. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Bye, everybody. Thanks. See ya.